Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Carson Wentz was good. He was good again. I mean, he was good the week before until the very end when it mattered most, but there was no real mattered most in this game. Really? Well, the running game was incredible. Yes, it was. It was an amazing battle between that Colts run game and that vaunted Jets run defense. (laughs) (laughs) Jets, man. Going home. You guys are mean. They uh, started all good. It was a nice first seven minutes of a game. Yeah, it looked like competitive. Yeah, yeah it was 7-7. Yeah. Seven, seven. It was like, okay, all right. And then romp, romp, romp. Well, Mike White got hurt, and then things just changed very quickly. Yeah, well, the Jets had pinned their hopes to Mike White since the preseason, apparently. But, but it's true. But actually, he's Mike White's kind of good. He's actually good. He's yeah. he, good. Looked, he looked good. I mean, he made one or two ill-advised strolls when he was in there. But other than that, he looked – he was like, oh, okay, they got – they got a nice little backup. He's going to make some money in his future. Uh, the thing about Wentz, see, you're not going to find – we already know he can do what he did last night because we've seen that this year. When it matters most is my question about Wentz. Frank Reich, Colts head coach, of course, had this to say about his quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing He's been playing a lot of good football this year. He played, you know, I mean, had a couple things at the end of the last game. But, I mean, this was – I mean – he was flawless today. I mean, he was thinking flawless. Yeah, he was. Frank is right. The last two mm-hmm. minutes of the last game, he looked like a different dude. When you look at where, where he was at this year, he was 22 or 30, you know, it was like shy, a little bit shy of 300 yards. He got the ball to Michael Pittman in crucial situations in the red zone. He's been doing that all season long. They put him on the move. He, he just looked, he looked like the number two pick of the draft. And I like, I like seeing that sort of, I don't want to call it a redemption story, but sort of kind of like getting back to what they thought you were when they got you. Well, they can because, I mean, they ran for 260 yards, right? Jonathan Taylor, who was, you know, you know the man in October, a player of the month in October for the NFL, ran for 172 yards. So when they have that dominant run game, it obviously creates more flexibility for Carson Wentz. And look, you, you're sitting there understanding what the Titan situation is, understanding that they lost Eric Henry, and you're looking at the Colts saying, playing this way? Granted, against the Jets, it's possible. Everyone can mess up sometimes. I wonder if when Carson Wentz messes up, is that random? Hey, no one's, everyone's going to make some mistakes. Or does that happen when you need it most? Because it was curious how he played so well two weeks ago or two games ago. And then when they needed it most, terrible play. We're not going to find that out against the Jets. We will come in going forward in the season. That was how week nine started in the NFL. But this week has been... Uh, really, in the NFL, what's gone on off the field. And there is even more breaking news this morning. Ready for this? According to ESPN's Dan Graziano, the Browns and Odell Beckham Jr.'s representatives have this week been working to negotiate an agreement uh, on terms under which they would release Odell Beckham Jr. I know that may not come as a surprise to many people. It looked like that's where it was going. But now Dan Graziano is reporting it. Specifically, the Browns have been seeking financial protection in the event that Odell clears waivers and they're stuck having to pay his salary. Not clear yet if any agreement has been reached. It's possible a deal is close or will happen Friday morning. Um, If and when they do, Odell would be waived. Waived. (laughs) Smart. You should have did that a while ago, right? I mean, should have traded and finding a trade partner, uh, cut a deal, negotiated. They tried that. It didn't work with the New Orleans Saints, but... You should have tried some other trade partners, but I think a lot of teams probably felt like 
eventually you're going to waive him anyway. And if not, you're just stuck with that salary. Um, will he clear waivers? I don't know if he'll clear waivers, but what he should do and what I would advise him to do if I was his representatives, I had a conversation with his representatives, I would say every team that's in position to get you, I'm not coming until I get to the team that I want to go to. Mm. I'm going to sit at home and I'm just going to chill. I'm, I don't, I'm, so don't use it. Don't waste your time. And then you just keep going down the list. And then when you finally get to one of those teams that you think, Say, you know, like claim the, me. the <laughs> yes. Raiders, the, the, the Rams, Chiefs. the Chiefs, used to, those three teams I'm looking at if I'm OBJ, I'm going Raiders, Rams, Chiefs. I'm looking at that. And I'm saying to myself, good quarterbacks, so I'm going to be okay as far as that goes. They, they, I can, He's never played with a really good quarterback, by the I way. I can also help the receiving core. Yeah, I, I'm going to look at those three teams. What's the best team, Key? What would you say the best team would be if you're being OBJ – Here's who I want to play with. Long term? See, all three of those quarterbacks are long term. Yeah, I hear, but best. best. Best fit for him to me right now based on I would I would look at the Raiders, Raiders. number one, because of the Henry Rugg situation. They don't have I mean, they don't have anybody to take the top off of it. He would get a lot of looks in that mm-hmm. offense. A lot of looks in that offense. Carr's good. Um, you can see the car supports his guys. They're too. resetting yeah. their culture. Like the time of him coming in is is, is kind that of perfect. Would be good. Kansas City needs another guy, but but will Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden go away from Tyreek and Kelsey to implement you into the offense and get you enough touches so you can make a difference? And then there's always the Rams and Sean McVay that can utilize him in a lot of different ways. He already has a place in Los Angeles. He's familiar with Southern California. Um, yeah, what could McVay could do with Odell? You know, you can play with that now a little receiving bit. core already. Oh. Yeah, you can play with that a little bit. Oh, and the Rams are not afraid to make moves, and so I think that that would be a good landing spot. And they're not afraid to you pay know the what, money though? because you got to fit into the the eight million dollars has to has to fit into somebody's cap structure too. Although it sounds to me like Odell's going to have to buy his way out a little bit. Odell well, is take that. Yeah. that that's why you know they're financial protection. So it's, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like this is going to cost Odell some money to get out of town. Which I'm sure money, I'll pay money to get out of town anyway. That, but I'm gonna get that money back from the other team. And also, your prime is so fleeting while he still has his athletic. The, the athletic quality, whatever's left of his prime, you don't want to sit on the shelf and waste that. Everything you just said, McVay makes a lot of sense, the Raiders because of rugs. But when you said Kelsey and Hill, you, you know, it takes – You got you got McCole, uh Oh, my. But just – You got Hartman. Yeah, yep. you got him. I mean, that's, that is sounds sexy and good. I'm just saying, like, the best spot for him to excel at the highest level to me would be the Raiders. Yeah, because he's replacing he, – he will be the primary, primary option target. in that offense. Him and Waller. Yeah. and, and But <sighs> just something about the Chiefs. And McVay probably makes the most sense to the scheming things where you could use a – Odell yeah. can kind of – almost like a multi-purpose back out of the backfield. You can use Odell in all kinds of ways. But the thought of him with Tyreek Hill and Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. You, if, you're the, if you're Mahomes, you got to be – or any – you look at the Bucks. Bucks had enough already. They added Antonio Brown and Gronk. Right? They already had enough. That's really why they're so ridiculous. They just throw guys at you all day. You add Odell to the Chiefs, it's a problem. Now McCole Hardman is your I mean, four. The New England Patriots, you, the New England Patriots would be a good landing spot no. for him too. 
No, it would be. I wouldn't go there. No, it would be a good landing spot for him. Yeah, Belichick. They know, they'll know, you, they'll know what going, to do with him. Yeah, ex- Belichick you, will know what to I do with Belichick him. I hear Belichick will know what to do with him, but, I mean, you're going from Baker Mayfield to, to Mac Jones. Yeah, so but like, it doesn't. But Belichick will put an emphasis on making sure that Mac Jones gets him to football. That's fine and all, but I'm looking you know. at those three options. <laughs> those are those far surpass the New England Patriots to me when you look at the Rams, the Chiefs, you know, and the Raiders. Like, those are far better options. Odell? New England's not a bad option, though, Jay. Yeah, New, England I agree. Would, New England would not be a bad option. Odell so also what's has the point? Are you Jay. trying to win a Super Bowl, or are you o- trying to be the primary target? Odell. But I don't know I don't know where New England's going to end up at. Right now, they're sitting on the outside looking in at 4-4. Four four, they could get in the playoffs. They could get in the playoffs. We're asking a key Jay and Max on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, which of these teams currently not in the playoffs will end up making the playoffs? Colts, Browns, Bears, or Jay, Patriots. Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So Odell and the Browns have dominated headlines this week for a, you know part of the week because there's been a lot of news. The other story... You don't even know what day you're on. That's huh? made headlines <laughs> all week. This is like three Crazy. weeks into one. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. He's trying to be slick. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Let's have some straight talk, guys. Um, yes, that is correct. Rob Domofsky said um, on our show yesterday that the Packers are trying to get Rodgers to have Zoom press conferences. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me like Aaron Rodgers before the season wanted the Packers to work on their people skills, the front office, (laughs) to respect them as a person and – at, you know, solicit his opinions and certainly don't kick him out of the office when he says, hey, guys, I kind of like this receiver, stuff like that. But, Key, it doesn't seem to me that Rodgers has reciprocated the kind of level of respect that he's looking for for them if, he, if they know he's not vaccinated, they know what could wind up happening, he obviously wants to keep it under wraps, they're trying to play ball, and they're like, yo, Aaron, could you just wear a mask to the pr-? and he And no, because that would blow his spot. He doesn't want to do it. He put him in a kind of bad situation, didn't he? Well, I don't know if, I, I don't know if they or actively trying to get him to do Zoom, or they wanted him to do it and he wanted to do it live. 
I don't know which or one. Or you is. mean now they're saying, "Hey, now do it." Now okay. maybe uh-huh. it's let's do it now. Now yeah. that the, the what is it? Cats the cat, out of the, the bag. Cats yeah. out of the bag. Yeah. Let's do it now. Mm-hmm. But I would say when you go back and you look at the situation from the beginning in training camp when he had his whole ritual, whatever the heck it is, uh, and he, the NFL did not sign off on his other options that he thought. Okay, I get it. That's, they didn't sign the herbs and spices. Yeah, the herbs and spices. Alternative remedies. The, alternative remedies, all that sort of stuff. Immunized. <laughs> Cold immuni- press immuni- juice. Immuni- what is it again? <laughs> so, immunized. Immunized. Yeah. I get it. Salt and pepper on the forehead. I got it. But the league knew that he was not vaccinated based on them not signing off on it. The Green Bay Packers also knew he wasn't vaccinated because the league didn't sign off on it. Aaron Rodgers also knew he wasn't vaccinated because he's Aaron Rodgers, and he knows the Green Bay Packers knew that the league didn't sign off on it. So you got all three. On top of that, the league is watching all the games every single weekend. Whether you're on the sidelines, whether you're on the field, they all know, Max, what the deal is. And so in the end, they're the ones, in my opinion, all three of them are guilty. Yeah, but if there's going to be punishment, it's going to be interesting to see who is the target. Like, hey, you are the one who's supposed to be accountable. Here's Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, on if protocols are being followed. Jay, check this out. Hey, Matt, how early you said you're 100% confident in following protocols inside the building. Can you explain why Aaron Rodgers would be allowed to be unmasked for those media availabilities? That's not what I said. I said within our football space, uh, meeting rooms, walk through everything we do in that area. Hmm. I don't. I don't pay attention to the media rules. So it, 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 he's masked in those areas. That's what he's saying. Yeah, you much. have yeah. to. You have, you have to, to be in those areas. On top of masked, that, the yeah. extra protection for the organization is this cameras literally everywhere. So in the football spaces, he doesn't consider the press conference a football football space, space. even though it's probably in the building where they conduct all of their football operations. Don't we all know what's going to happen? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to receive a little bit of a fine, a slap on the wrist. The team will receive a fine. NFL won't make a big deal of it because they're part of the situation as well. And the Green Bay Packers will move on. I don't know if it'll be just a slap on the wrist that the Green Bay Packers will move on because in this situation – there's outrage throughout the NFL in terms of other teams and front office people pushing back on whatever the NFL is thinking about doing. They're like, well, what? y'all just allowing him to do whatever he wants to do. This is reckless behavior. So you got well, other teams that are now screaming at the NFL. I hear you, but I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're sitting there saying, okay, like I did this, but like this is also onus on the team. Like there's almost fallback. Like there's cover by the team here for Aaron Rodgers. I think because the team has allowed him to do that. Well, they're gonna wind up probably snapping some draft picks. If you go back and you listen to Adam Schefter when he was on with us, along many other shows on ESPN, he talked about look at some of the other teams that have been penalized for their behavior in these protocols and not following them, and then you go from there. This is more egregious than those. I, I think part of the reason that we focus so much on There was Kyrie. Now there's Aaron Rodgers. And we agree that Kyrie at least was straightforward about it. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers wasn't. Was the reality is this is a larger societal issue. There's a lot of um, misinformation around the vaccines. 
And there's huge, and there was even an anti-vax. I'm not saying everyone who doesn't have it is necessarily anti-vax. Some of them, some people are cautious, some people are whatever. Yeah. But there was an anti-vax movement before there was COVID. Yeah. And, and it was based on low information, low quality information, misinformation. And I think that is still so uh, prevalent that when these, when these issues come up, it serves as like a proxy war for for like for these kind of societal stresses, right? The people who say, "Come on, everybody, let's get out of this. Everyone, get the get vaccinated." And other people saying, "Wait a minute, we don't know long term effects." And you know, and and of course, people who get vaccinated say, "You don't know the long term effects of COVID either, right?" That seems like that is going to be worse. But the point is, these things pop up, and now all of our attention focuses on that because of what's happening in a broader way. So I agree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers will be criticized and he will be beat up in the public court of opinion. But are you guys suggesting that he gets suspended? Well, I don't know about what they're going to do as far as suspension goes. Like that's, I, don't, I don't think they're going to suspend out, him. out of my hands, but I do know that there's other teams in front office executives around the league that don't like I, what the Green Bay Packers did, and therefore they're going to put the pressure on the NFL to do something. What that something is, I have no idea. That's what well, what I'm asking you is, if you were the NFL, would you suspend Aaron Rodgers? If he, if, the if this press conference area is indoors and and that rule applies to the press conference area, which to the best of my knowledge it does. Because it's connected sh- to the building. And he's showing up without a mask and the team was covering and all that stuff, I would suspend him at least one game. One game. At least one game. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's not even about the facility, Jay, it's about the misleading of Aaron Rodgers. Here's Rob Domofsky, ESPN Packers reporter, on this show, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, yesterday. They've tried to get him to wear masks in press conferences or do it on Zoom. He has not. The league fully knows that he's been doing this, so why why they haven't tried to put a stop to it. And I think Kirk Cousins in, in Minneapolis might be doing the same thing. I think he's doing his press conferences in person, and, and he is unvaccinated. He has been public about it. So who the onus is on is probably a little bit on everybody. But if you're the team, I mean, can you, you, you can't hold a guy down, strap a mask to his face before you send him into the media auditorium. I'm not sure what else you do. So what do you do with Kirk Cousins? <laughs> well, you don't do anything with Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins didn't mislead the league, the team, the fan base. You don't do. He told everybody, "Hey, man, I ain't. I'm not vaccinated. Yeah, I, I'm wearing a mask at the press conference. I'm doing." No, but they said Kirk Cousins wasn't wearing a mask at times at press conference. Oh, okay. Right? So, so I mean, I, I hear you he didn't mislead, but it's the still mis- the same the, the situation essentially. The misleading part of it is the issue. Maybe the league doesn't care about the press conferences. Maybe they don't care that they don't wear masks in the press conferences. Maybe that's but the I, I would to say, it. I would say that something has to happen with Kirk Cousins, too, if he's violating a rule. No, I agree. But the big difference is, since Kirk Cousins, and we really are litigating here a gray area, right? Because he's Aaron Rodgers clearly misled. I mean, yeah, that's obvious, you, you right? Mis- yeah, and the yeah, Packers yeah. were part of the cover-up publicly misleading. So when Kirk Cousins is at a press conference, everyone in the room already knows, knows he's not yeah, vaccinated. They already know. When yeah. Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, no, I, so I think there is a difference there, a even difference if it's not there. in the letter of the law, Fair. certainly yeah, yeah, in the understand. spirit of it. Right? Yeah, because if, if I know something versus don't know something, yeah. it's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's straight talk, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Aaron Rodgers is not the only figure in sports who could be facing discipline. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. I'm sorry I was laughing during the sports interview. what, what I just- miss? I'm just mad. Guys, I got to read it. Yours. First off, okay, so has, okay, so he has two wins on the season. Both yeah. those wins are against the Lakers, yeah. like you said. Preseason. But when, when you say AD goes out, Key goes, oh, I, I can't. Because we talk about AD's always hurt. Like every game, he goes down. I and everybody put, just stops. And you're like, oh. You know, I was actually, when I saw that, it's like, uh oh. <laughs> he rips up the paper yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but listen, he came back. He played. Played yeah, well. Yeah, I get it. But it's, it, I, look, man, I get it. There's always something. Well, he's a dude penciling for 60 games a year. He ain't going to play 82 games. Damn, dude. That's the way it is. Melo looked good last night, though. Yeah, no, we cool. I'm not worried about that. It's just that AD is just every time, man. It's just just always something. Yeah. But Melo turned into a catch-and-shoot three guy who he wasn't able to do that in Houston, and he really has worked on that part of his game, obviously, to great effect. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. All right, so – that's on the court, guys. The NBA story off the court yesterday was, of course, that Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver is accused of overseeing an organization that many employees have described as toxic and sometimes hostile, a report from ESPN's Baxter Holmes reveals. Holmes interviewed more than 70, that's seven with a zero, 70 former and current Suns employees who have been part of the team throughout Sarver's 17-year tenure. According to the report, Sarver has used racially insensitive and lewd language repeatedly in the office and displayed conduct employees recount as inappropriate and misogynistic. Multiple current and former employees also told ESPN about conduct by other members of the Suns leadership team they felt contributed to the work environment. While none said Sarver was involved in those incidents, many felt that Sarver's own conduct contributed to a culture that affected how some other managers within the organization treated their employees. As I've said, 
fish rots from the head down, mm. right? This culture starts at the top, usually. Um, so there's a lot to get into here, guys. What were your first thoughts when you read the article? So I read through it multiple times. And first off, I have no room in my soul or heart for racism or misogyny. Um, and I still think there is a due diligence process that the NBA has to go through. I've heard as a former player for years about jokes or things that Robert Sarver would say that would be extremely inappropriate. I spoke to multiple people last evening, some people referenced in the article, some people not, uh, about their experiences with Robert Sarver. Look, I think where this gets really interesting is, are there facts? Are there actual evidence of these things being done? With Donald Sterling, you had evidence right? Evidence that everybody could see. Now, 70 people, a lot of people. Uh, out of those 70 people, I wonder what percent of those people claim that it was the way we're talking about it right now, as, as opposed to what percent of people actually said, hey, I don't know anything about this. Um, it's a good point. It, it, it's going to be automatically hear 70 and go, oh, all 70 people said the worst thing that yes, was said. Yes, right? so we didn't good hear point. all 70 yep. people saying that. So, look, I, I still think there's a lot more evidence to come out. I, I think the evidence I have from guys like Earl Watson who coached there, uh, other executives that were anonymous, I don't think there's enough in the article to remove him as an owner from what's in the article. I think we have to see a lot more before we can get to that point. But in the court of public opinion, you will definitely look at Robert Sarver drastically different now than you have before. You asked when reading the article what, you know, what did you think? What did you come away with? Well, first thing, my ears pop up. Boom. So as I'm reading it and I'm sitting there and I'm saying, because, you know, obviously being in Los Angeles and, and being around the Donald Sterling situation because of being in L.A. and It's like, okay, but we know what that is. Donald Sterling had 50 years of issues, right? So we kind of. The video and the he whole He was a deal. slumlord. It goes yeah, on, it and on, on and on and on. On and on. So yeah. it's kind of like that was an easy one. Yeah. Then when you look at Jerry Richardson, former NFL owner of the Carolina Panthers, having been there, played for him, you could kind of see, oh, okay, this is what it is. So to me, that one was a little bit easy because there was a paper trail from uh, settlements and lawsuits and things of that nature that had taken place at that point in time. This one is a little bit different because it's not as much yet, right? There's some meat, but we don't know when we get into the bone. There's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of, but everybody ain't lying. Everybody can't be lying and making the stories up, right? Some people feel a certain way on how they were handled, whether they were working with him in the past or whether they're current employers, they feel a certain way about how they've been treated. So I think the NBA's investigation and opening up to it certainly would poke holes in in what he's in his lawyers and representatives are saying did not happen because it's going to be there. Well, can, Something's it, going to be there. We just don't know what the something is. I was just going to say, you know, the NBA made a statement and said the NBA had not received a complaint of misconduct at the Suns organization through any of our processes, including our confidential workplace misconduct hotline or any other correspondence. That's so, like, true. Let me say one thing about that. I agree. That's a good, that's, that's a good counter, right? Hey, no, we never got to us ever this entire time. 
But what I also got from the article, well, and I and I, I I think that's a very good point, Jay. When you said earlier, all we don't know what all seventy people said. We yes. just know that ba- Baxter Holmes spoke to seventy people. But many people, it seems from the article, it's clear that you know made similar claims about mm-hmm. the behavior. So to Key's point, just like we say about Deshaun Watson, this is not one woman making a claim. He said, she said. This is twenty three separate. Women make, and so you start to go, uh, come on, dude. Wh- whatever due process legally is, right? There is the court of public opinion, as you said. Same thing with Sarver. Mm-hmm. Many people saying, telling you similar things about someone, it's easy in the court of public opinion to convict. When you say the league hadn't gotten a complaint, in the article was people were afraid in the Suns organization to go to HR. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I I can say that even if we can sit here now and say, well, the league is not the Suns HR, to an employee who is disempowered, all this stuff is about power dynamics, right? Sarver's in charge. To 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 an employee who doesn't have a lot of leverage and doesn't have a lot of power, people don't always distinguish in their mind, uh, well, this authority is with the team, this authority is with the league. They just know, I can't say anything. If I go to, oh, don't go to HR, it may it, under those conditions, people may not go to the league because they know I oh, I saw someone try to take this to an authority mm-hmm. to correct it and it and it, they got in trouble or it made it worse for them. So I, I understand what you're saying. I hear what, what you're but, saying, too. but yeah, I yes. think there I think there's time, something there. A, it's a, a culture. A, a lot of times in these situations, people are afraid yeah. because they're not at the top of the pecking order. They're at the bottom and they got to feed their families, and so they don't they can't distinguish the difference like you said max between the 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 nba's uh hr or security team and and, and investigators versus the phoenix suns hr because as far as i'm concerned if you would have said that to me i'd have been like they connected he gonna talk to him and they gonna talk to each other if i go to if i go to to the league the league is gonna contact the hr department in phoenix they gonna contact the operations department at the at the top and talk to the president of the team and the general manager. Now I'm gonna be in trouble. That's where I a, would look. At a, it. Here's where I get frustrated because you have one son's co-owner that told ESPN the level of misogyny and racism is beyond the pale. It's embarrassing as an owner. So it tells me it's not just lower level employees. It's people at the top top that have some sort of clout, almost to the same degree as Robert Sarver, that have also been complicit by not reporting this to the NBA hotline. It's a good point, Jay. Another good point. Yep. So you see, it's rotten from the head down. Man, look, this, this story well, is because the, the other partner, the other partner probably doesn't want to say anything because he's a partner. And so he wants to keep his little piece. But also, or she if wants someone to keep has, her little piece. If some, I think we all know in life people who can, can, can bully others mm-hmm. or create a toxic environment. And if you say, yeah, but pin down one specific piece of behavior, maybe not one piece of behavior rises beyond the level where it's just blatant, right? Mm -hmm. But they all come close to it, close to the line, and it's everywhere. That that can be a kind of pervasive, toxic feeling where an employee goes, well, do I go to – HR to go to the league with this. Uh, go to Tom. Uh, Tom ex- knows him. I'm not going to go to Sherry. Not exactly, knows but him. but he really probably shouldn't have said that. That's not so, a good thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. it adds up over time. I agree. I mean, I, I. It's also. It feels like there's a lot of cover for. Yeah, it doesn't mean you take the well, team away right? from the guy. Yeah, no, but it, it, it just you know. feels like there's a lot no, of cover. So people are like, he oh, fight that. he's a racist, right? Because he said N I G G E R, right? Like that word in reference yeah, but, to to Jay, other players that have said it. 
Just and setting it in a joking way. Jay. I don't have any room in my heart yeah. for that. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not down with that, yeah. right? No. I'm not. No, but in other words, but no, you're racism, but Hold on. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure to clarify. The reason you just spelled the N-word was to, was to make a distinction between the E-R and the A. Is that why you spelled it out? Because we know you didn't say it. Like, in other words, I just, he is repeating the... the, the his, <clears throat> his claim is that he is repeating... repeating. What other players? What have other said. black players? Other are black players. But when have you said. use er, that sounds like he is not just repeating, but so using the, way, the, the word so as the way, a slur. Because I don't is, know if he repeated er. I don't know that either. I don't know that he repeated. I don't know that ER. either. I think he. I think he just was okay. Well, can the, I? Can I? Go can ahead. I, yeah. Can I just say something real quick? Conversation for you and Ike, real quick. Um, older guys. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard them just say the word with the A at the end? Good point, Jay. <laughs> like, that's something culturally. You mean, be old, real. Oh, you mean you're, older white guys? Yes. You're, you're going to get the real talk here with this show, right? So, look, I'm not, I don't condone using the word all. That's fine. It happens. But I've been around it all my life. It's acceptable to me when I'm with Oh, no, my it's people. not acceptable. Well, I'm, not, ain't no, 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 I'm just saying when, when certain people from where I'm from use it, if right, a when player, they're talking if, to if each a black other, player gonna, uses it, he's I'm not, not going to get canceled, gonna stop in other words. Oh, you said, you, okay, I see what you like, said. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when we rap and key, you say, if you, you want to say it to me, I ain't going to stop you like, yo. But I ain't never, if, if if I'm having that conversation, and the conversation just flowing, and I and, and I say, man, what, you know. Yeah. No, I don't use no ER on the end. That's fine. Exactly, you don't. No, I see what Jay's going. So older white guys, though, you would never hear them say the word the way people in our culture would say it, Key. They don't people say it like our, that. And if they do, you look at them like people yeah, in our people in our culture do not use the word with the N or E R on the end. Right. Yes. People in rap songs don't use the word with the E R on but the end. But I understand yes. Jay's so don't point. Start going, at wait, us wait. Here and Jay, Jay I understand Keith. And what he tried to say in the article, based on the way that I read it, and maybe I can't read, who knows, is that Draymond Green, his claim is that Draymond Green said it on the court. Draymond Green ain't using the ER. Right, but wait, I know damn well that. Key, I yes. think, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is Jay's point. Correct me if I'm wrong. That the player uses it. Yes. A black player is not going to get canceled for no. using the word. No. And, and, and we'll say, as you said, with an A, right? When Sarver, Jay's interpretation is when Sarver repeated it. Yes. Which he shouldn't do in the first place he used with an ER. A. Yes. He used ER, but not to mean the slur, but it's either a misunderstanding of how to use it or he's trying to be slick by getting to say the word out loud. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Slick. Yeah. Slick. Trying to be Th- that's slick. That's Jay's and interpretation. I spoke to and last he, night have heard him say that Jay is with correct. the ER. Jay, <laughs> and you're right. like, whoa, hold Jay on, Jay is that, correct. That's not funny. That's like, why the distinction between whether he said A or it doesn't matter. It doesn't because matter. that's the way and he's going to say it. I got it. And I've had these many conversations with many of my white friends. In fact, my wife is white, and I've told this story many times. Driving in the car, the music comes out. She's singing alone. Boop, pop, pop, the doo, da, doo, boop, boop. Say, Jen, that ain't no, baby. We we can't do that. We, we're not do. No, and she get it, but she rapping alone. So I had to tell her, Max. Hey, you know, I know you're my wife and all, but you got to slow that down because that ain't. You know, I understand. You hear the conversation. Like he said in the article, and I've heard it many times, many times over. How come he can say it, Draymond Green, but I can't say it? Because you can't. That's the end of the conversation. And you're the damn owner of the team. Period. You're an owner of the team. We hear it all. Trust me. We hear it. And you know, Max, you've been in pop culture. Pop? We hear it. I grew up in New York. Yeah, I got called we, that all my we life. We hear it all the time where it's like, well, Jay said it. How come I can't say right. it? No. 
You can't. But see, right. now I no. hate that. I hate it, and I'll, I'll get hot about that. I still don't know if that's enough to remove him from ownership from a team. Right. No, it's probably – that's what I said when we that's all first murky. started this conversation. Or passing kinda, around a picture of his wife in a murky. bikini. Well, I, that's, I, that's awkward <laughs> as hell. It's weird. Like, why are you passing me a picture of your wife in a bikini? Because he's a but billionaire like, and he's awkward. Yes. He's, but see, that's another part of this. What I got from the article, too, whatever his personal away. feelings and, and – because you would say – you would think to yourself to be, to be, to be racist and misogynistic, et cetera, et cetera, that takes a kind of emotional and mental um, you kind of juvenile – you're, you're in an undereducated state. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way, right? You, you have some kind of brain damage in that part of your brain. It hasn't been properly developed, basically. But then you also are that out of touch with things that you let it go like that. But I, I get what Key is saying. What I came away from is whatever his personal feelings are, yeah. or bigotry is, he's awkward because yeah. his, the money at a certain point isolates people yeah. socially yeah. And, yes. and, and will exacerbate that kind and of awkwardness. And he also wants the power mm-hmm. over the people. In addition, it's complicated. He, he wants the power over the people. So when you think about it in the article – it goes on to talk about how he said that he hires black coaches and executives to be able to control the black player, but that ain't necessarily what it is. You want to be able to control the situation. It's not about a black coach being able to control the black player and communicate with the black player because a white coach can communicate with black players too mm-hmm. on every single level. Just because a, a white guy might be 80 years old, or not even that old, but 65 years old, doesn't necessarily mean that you got to go hire a young black coach and then use the excuse as they can communicate with each other better. And then even that, to provide cover on that, I can't be a racist. Look what I'm doing diversity-wise in my organization. I'm hiring a lot of black people. That's all cover. It's called a muscular move. It does a lot of stuff you know, with, in what at the same time. I'll I, say this, for people who are listening, white people who are listening, who may feel sympathetic with, hold on a second. He, like, l- let me back up. The reaction to PC culture is that people don't like to feel controlled in their private lives or even in social interactions. They think they're human beings. They should be able to express thoughts in a kind of unfettered way, not like handcuffed, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of white people, especially someone like Sarver, I imagine, who owns a team, so he and, and is around enough, let's call it diversity, he feels in yeah. his life, yeah. that he's a person interacting with people, and he sees what goes on in the conversations that take place and the words that are used, and he thinks, hey, it's okay. Well, I don't want to be controlled, but what, what I want to explain to people who don't understand, yeah, why, why can't he, is the power dynamic. First of all, we, we can talk about white privilege. Let's just table that. That's a whole other thing. You know, 400 plus years of systemic uh, abuse yeah, we versus, hey, there are yet. a couple words you can't really say now. Go road, it's a good, like it. hey, yeah. white people, it's, it, it, you got off on that one. Like, there are a couple words you can't say, leave that alone. But, but I think that really what we're reacting to is, he, and maybe he didn't understand, maybe he did. He's in a position of power. It's racism well, that, you know, is that. about power dynamics, but not just bigotry. That. But he knows that. He knows he's in a position of power. And that's what he wants to do is flex his power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a, that's, you know, and that's a whole able, other being thing. Being able to say he's my – so Larry Fitzgerald is a minority owner. Larry Fitzgerald is black as far as I know. 
right? We know who Larry Fitzgerald is. One of the best hands of all time. One of the best players ever. Yes, you give Larry Fitzgerald a piece of the pie, but that to him is power. He's a minority owner, so to speak. Literally, yeah. All of those sort of things. That's that's the power. It's crazy, though, because then when you hear guys like Steve Kerr, who has been very open in comments he's made against Donald Trump. Yeah. You look at his background, being Lebanese, some of the yeah. things he's dealt with, speaking up for the Lebanese people. He backed Robert Sauver yesterday. But here's what I would say to that, Jay. So you're like, whoa, oh, wait. Personal okay. relationships sometimes. No, I mean, he had a, he had a small minority I, owner of the Suns team. He sold it a long time ago. Robert but, Sauver did put him on. But here's what I would say, though, Jay. When uh, Max Zubin. over here said, oh, no, Zubin, Max, no, Max yeah, over right. here said, Something about being slick. I may not deal with Steve Kerr the same way I deal with Max. When I'm around Steve Kerr, I already know Steve Kerr ain't going to put up with my BS. Mm -hmm. So I won't even go there around him. It's not like the Eddie Murphy skip from SNL, Mr. White or Mr. Brown, whatever that was called, where the white people are alone on the bus. He knows when Steve Kerr's there. Well, we're not not alone. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 